Hi, this is Pastor Wade Foy coming to you from First United Methodist Church of Lake Jackson. This is our weekly message. We're so glad that you have joined us. We hope this message will bless you. We're talking about forgiveness this morning. And um, I know that practicing forgiveness can be difficult, but it also is life-giving as well. During my time in seminary, I was part of a small group where we started to practice intentionally forgiving each other. Now, we didn't set out as a group uh, needing to forgive each other. We set out as a group of friends. We met the first few weeks of seminary, and we just started getting together. So this practice kind of started organically because we noticed that if we were going to continue to function, to continue to be together, that we needed to practice forgiveness. Near the beginning of our time together, one of the members had unintentionally hurt me, and um, I shared with them my hurt. Now, I can't remember what it was they did. This was a few years ago, we'll say, (laughs) now. Um, But I remember the forgiveness part, and they do as well. Now, there are a few ways hurts can be handled, and we know these, right? It can be ignored by the person who has been hurt, which leads it to fester inside of us if we are the ones who has been hurt. It can be ignored by the person who hurt the other uh, when it is brought up, which can lead to resentment and even can lead to a loss of relationship between the people. It can be talked about without resolution. So you talk about it, there's no forgiveness, there's no resolution to the whole thing, and so uh, it can just continue to happen. The hurt one, the person who has been hurt can go and hurt others from their hurt. They can hurt the person back, right, or they can hurt others, which leads to the cycle of hurt that we see so much in our world. Uh, We see hurt, people hurt others all the time. Or forgiveness can happen between the two people or the two offended parties. As with most of us, I have seen, have had many times in my life where I have seen each of these types of of ways happen. In my own life, in the lives of those around me, I have been both uh, the person who has been hurt and I have hurt others. My friend and I, handled the situation uh, this way. We, they asked me for forgiveness. And I went to them and I looked them in the eye and I said, I forgive you. Now I say that story not to toot my own horn as it was by grace that my friend at, asked for forgiveness and I came to that moment where I could forgive them. My friend was the one who took the risk to ask forgiveness, right? And then I had to respond to that. And I knew that that was the only way I could. I couldn't withhold forgiveness from them. Because I knew how much Jesus had done for me. Our scripture today comes from Colossians 3, 12 through 17. And in it, it speaks of forgiveness and how we are to practice it as followers of Christ. And it is Jesus, after all, who is the ultimate forgive 
this giver. Let us hear from God's holy word. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another. And if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you. So you must also forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called to be the one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom. And with gratitude in your heart, sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, we give you thanks for your word. We ask that you would open our hearts, open our minds. Let us hear from you today, Lord. Let my words be of you. Amen. This passage is something that I have read and preached at each of the weddings that I've had the the honor and privilege to officiate. I use this passage because I believe it speaks to how a couple is to act towards each other for the marriage to be successful. And I believe the same is true for a church and for all of us as followers of Jesus. In order to be successful as a church and as a follower of Christ, we need to, if you'll excuse me for saying so, we need to practice what we preach, namely forgiveness. Each time we say the Apostles' Creed, we say we believe in forgiveness. In fact, we say that we believe in the forgiveness of sins. Forgiveness of sins has two aspects. One is that we have been forgiven by Jesus of our sinful condition and are forgiving others of their sins or hurts that they commit against us. We state so as well when we pray the Lord's Prayer. Lord, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Now, some might be wondering, why do we call an offense someone does against us or or against someone a sin in the creed, a hurt in our daily lives, a trespass in the Lord's Prayer, and a debt at other times? Well, while it may be a bit confusing, these terms really mean the same thing. Sin, hurt, trespass, debt are all talking about the same thing. And the damage that they cause is just as real. And reconciliation and forgiveness are as needed, no matter what term we use. So as Shakespeare puts it, a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. A.K.A. call it what you want, as long as you practice forgiveness following whatever the incident may be. We have all seen what happens when forgiveness doesn't occur. Splits in relationships, marriages, families, churches, denominations, religions, and countries usually come when hurts are ignored and forgiveness doesn't come. Now, I know that's oversimplifying a little bit, but hear me out here. When a hurt happens, the natural human reaction is to figure out who is to blame. And who is at fault is helpful in matters of law, right? I mean, we all have 
seen it, you know, I want the truth, you can't handle the truth, you know, these kind of things. But honestly, it should never get to the, into the hands of the law when the people involved are Christians. Jesus says in Matthew 5, settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. Do it while you are still together on the way. Plus, getting even doesn't really help in the end. You won't feel better, and the cycle of hurt will continue to happen. Instead, be the one to stop that cycle of pain, to step away from it, and be the one who forgives as you have been forgiven. Forgiveness is hard. I know it's hard. But it is the only way to truly stop the pain. Max Lucado says it this way. He says all sorts of things about forgiveness, but this is one of them. He said, forgiveness is simply the act of changing your attitude toward the offender. It's moving from a desire to harm towards a desire, to, I'm sorry, a desire to harm toward an openness for peace. From harm to being open to peace. This passage agree, this agrees with our passage when it says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Moving from harm to being open to peace, peace with your offender, but more importantly, peace of mind, peace of heart for yourself is what forgiveness is about. I have seen this firsthand in my own extended family. It took uh, nearly 20 years for a family of mine to forgive a hurt that happened. And in that 20 years, the two sides barely got to see each other, barely got to see this side of my family. Now that this part of my family is whole again, we've had to start those relationships over uh, or really try to pick up where we were at 20 years, but that 20 years have been lost. And I can't help but wonder what might have been if those 20 years hadn't been lost and forgiveness hadn't happened sooner. But I am thankful that the forgiveness has happened, that the forgiveness has brought peace to my family member, which in turn brought peace in the various parts of my family involved. I say this story of forgiveness to encourage you that forgiveness and reconciliation is still possible no matter how long a hurt ago, how long ago a hurt has happened. Take the first step, whether you are the one who was hurt or whether you are the one who has hurt someone else. Because in the end, both sides will benefit from the forgiveness. Our passage ends with these words. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. When we go about the work, and yes, it takes work, the work of forgiveness, we are doing the work that Jesus has called us to do. The same is true in every area of our lives. When we work, when we play, when we study, in the good, in the bad days, whether we're speaking or whether we are doing something, we are to do it all as if we are doing it for Jesus. Now, that's a tall order. And we, of course, are to give ourselves grace, but we are called to do that nonetheless. And speaking of giving grace to ourselves, oftentimes the one that we need to forgive the most is ourselves. Forgiving ourselves for the ways that we have hurt others, the mistakes we have made, 
and the guilt that we carry is a huge step in our walks with Christ. But it is a needed step as this forgiveness frees us from the baggage that we carry and puts us in a place to be more forgiving of others. The greatest commandment, stole, stole my thunder a little bit, Chris, but that's all right. It's Jesus, right? So we're just all preaching Jesus. The greatest commandment proves my point. He says, love God with all that you have, with your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as you love yourself. So love your neighbor, I'm sorry, love God with all you have, and love others as you love yourself. Did you catch the love your neighbor as you love yourself part? If you don't love yourself or aren't seeking to love yourself in the way that God loves you, then it is next to impossible to love others and really hard to love God as well. So here's the takeaway. Jesus forgave us and loves us. We are to forgive others as we have been forgiven. And we are to take steps to forgive ourselves and others. And if we have a place, if we have a person that we need to forgive or if we need to work on forgiving ourselves, then the time to start is now. They always say the best time to start was yesterday. The second best time to start is now. And as we go about the work of forgiveness, we are doing the work God set before us to do. I know all of this is easier said than done, but remember, forgiveness brings peace, and peace is way better than pain. Amen? Let us pray. Lord, we give you thanks for your forgiveness. We don't know where we would be without it, Lord. We'd be lost, we'd be lonely, we'd be stuck. Lord, help us to forgive others as you have forgiven us. Help us to forgive ourselves. Help us to be ones of reconciliation. Help us to be ones of love and grace. Lord, help us to be your church, your hands and feet. Lord, we love you. Lord, we thank you. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our weekly sermon message. We hope this, this has blessed you in some way. Please see our notes below for if you have a prayer request or if you would like to learn more about our church.